It's good to see you all. Thank you for being here today. And for those of you joining us on our online stream this morning, we thank you for being with us as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to tell you a true story. So, every Friday now, we have clergy meetings. We do it over Zoom. Can you imagine this thing? This is one good thing, I guess, that has come out of COVID. And now throughout the metropolis of San Francisco, which ranges from Alaska, <laughs> all the way to Hawaii, all the way to Arizona, all of us can get together once a week over Zoom and have our meetings. It's truly a great thing. And this one priest, his name is Father Chris Metropolis, he's new to our metropolis, he's helping us with a church here in California. He told us this story that I want to share with you because it really fits with the gospel lesson of today. So when he was a newly ordained priest, Father Chris, I guess the sermons were really bad. He, his wife would say to him, Father, I don't know what you got to do, but you got to do something because it ain't good. Not only are you really negative, but you're just so, it's such a, it's such a downer here, sir, but you gotta, you gotta do something. Well, Father Chris thought, what, what am I gonna do? He, he had taken the, the, the classes on homiletics at the seminary, but he needed just a little bit more. So, what did he do? He found the Crystal Cathedral. You guys know where the Crystal Cathedral is in Orange County? Yeah? Dr. Robert Schuller's church? I, I don't know who has it now. Of course, Dr. Robert Schuller, I think he's passed away. But anyway. So he, he, he found this course on homiletics at the Crystal Cathedral there at Dr. Robert Schuller's church. And so, you know, as a priest, he was wearing his collar, and, and the first day he went to the he went to the class, and he stood out in the class because nobody else was wearing a collar. He was the only one wearing a collar, so he kind of stood out there. <laughs> and at the end of the class, Dr. Schuller said to him, Father, come up on one see you first. So Father Chris went to Dr. Schuler. I guess Dr. Schuler's like this big emotional figure. And Dr. Schuler said to him, well, are, are, you, are you Catholic? Because he was wearing a collar, right? That's the first thing people think. And Father Chris Metropolis said, no, I'm not. I'm a Greek Orthodox priest. And Dr. Schuler looked at him. And he says, what are you doing? And Father Chris says, what are you talking about? And Dr. Schuller says, what are you doing to get the word out about the Orthodox faith? Listen to this. This is Dr. Schuller, the Christical thief. He said to Father Christopher you have the faith that Christ established on earth. You have the church that Christ established on earth, and you guys aren't doing anything to get the word out there. What are you doing, Father Chris Metropolis, to get the word out there so that people can come to know Orthodox Christianity? Do something. So Father Chris thought about it and thought about it for a while. And later, he started a ministry called the Orthodox Christian Network, OCN. It's kind of like Ancient Faith Radio or Ancient Faith. You know, Ancient Faith, that website is for the, is to the Antiochian Archdiocese. But the OCN is part of the is part of the SCOBA effort. It's a pan-Orthodox effort. You can go to MyOCN, I think it's myocn.net. You can listen to uh, ecclesiastical music, listen to church talks, listen to Bible studies. It's all there for the Chris Metropolis who started that because Dr. Robert Schuman challenged him to get the word out to spread the word. Now why do I share this with you today? 
Because my brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's gospel lesson, he was this man that was possessed by, by, by so many demons, they called them legion. What was a legion? A legion was a military unit, and it composed of like 12,000 men. That's how many demons this man had inside of him. Can you imagine this thing? And he was, he walked around without any clothes on, he would break chains, he would, he would chase people, he would terrify everyone who he came across. And people were afraid of him, and they stayed away from him. And then our Lord and Savior came and healed this man. And where did the people of the city find him? But sitting at our Lord's feet in his right mind. Now look at what the man wanted to do. The man wanted to stay with Jesus. He said, Lord, I want to stay with you. You've healed me. I can't believe I'm well. You've healed me. I want to stay with you, Lord. And what did Jesus say to the man? Do you remember? He said, no, you're not going to stay with me. You're going to go out to your, back into your country, and you're, going to, and you're going to share the good things that God has done for you. Remember that? It was the very last line of the gospel. Go out and share the good news and the good things that God has done for you. I want you to think about that for a second. Because, you know, sometimes we read the gospels and we, and we, and we think, you know, sometimes these words and these sentences go by us and we don't really think about them. But think about this for a second. Here was this man who was demon-possessed. And all the people in the city that he lived knew it. And all the people in the city that he lived knew all the embarrassing and terrible things this man did. All the shameful things he did, the people in this city knew it. I don't blame him for not wanting to go back to the city, right? But Jesus said, no, put your shame away, put your embarrassment away, put everything aside, and go into the city and proclaim what God has done for you and that's exactly what he did. He went to the city to proclaim everything that God had done for him, that he was healed. So what is the invitation, my brothers and sisters in Christ, for you and for me and for all of us in this gospel lesson? You know, I've said it once, I'll say it again. In order to live the faith, in order to live the gospel, we've got to put ourselves into the gospel. So if we're going to put ourselves into the gospel lesson of the day, who am I and who are you in this narrative? Who do you think? The man possessed by the demons. Now certainly, we may not have 12,000 demons inside of our souls. And we may not be possessed and be doing the things that this man did. But all of us, me, you, all of us, my brothers and sisters in Christ, are invited by our Lord to transform our lives. We are invited by God to live our faith in a way that is transformational. See, here's the thing. We can be coming to church every Sunday and still our lives are not transformed. Isn't that interesting? So what does that mean for you, for me, for all of us? All of us, my brothers and sisters in Christ, need to be doing this if we're not already doing it. And here's the invitation. And I'll tell you why it's powerful in just a minute. Here's the invitation. Yes, we need to be coming to church weekly, but we need to be people of prayer daily, first and foremost. We need to keep the fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. We need to understand our faith, and we need to understand the lives of the saints. 
So that when we walk out this door, as Father Stanley Herrick says in his book, we can live the liturgy after the liturgy. Because the liturgy doesn't end at 11.30 today. The liturgy goes on throughout the entire week. And we're, lit, and we're invited to live that liturgy throughout the entire week, through prayer, through fasting, through understanding our feet. Why? So that our lives can be transformed. And so the world can see that our lives are different. You know, it's interesting. All the anonymouses out there, you have Alcoholics Anonymous, right? You have Gamblers Anonymous. You have Narcotics Anonymous. You have Overeaters Anonymous. All of the anonymouses out there, these people who are gripped by addiction, What do all these anonymouses have in common? What is the common, one common factor that these anonymouses have in common that are transformational? If they all have God as the center. They all have God as the center. And with God in the center, they invite the people who are walking the journey to lead a life of transformation in order that they may be whole, in order that they may be healed. Now, many of us probably don't have problems with addictions, but as St. Paul says <laughs> in his letter, in his epistles, there's envy, there's anger, there's, there's the love of money, there's lust, there's all of these passions that we, my, in my life, in your life, we are invited to put aside, to transform, into something holy, into something good. Put away the anger, put away, for our lives to be joyful and happy and peaceful, as St. Paul says in his letter. That's the transformation. That's the transformation. That's the invitation. So I want you to stop and think for just one second, my brothers and sisters in Christ, just stop and think for one second right now. What needs to be transformed in your life? I know the answer for me. I just want you to stop and think about what needs to be transformed in your life. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ is going to walk with you side by side to help you in that transformation. We need God, but God needs us as well to put it in the effort. So I want you to really think, I want you to think about that. Because then, if we do that, then we can be like this man in the gospel lesson of today who went and proclaimed to the world everything that God had done for him because that's, that's the invitation. I close with this thought this morning. I want to read from you, I want to read to you something from the writings of Father Anthony Panieris, a great priest, a good man had the blessing to come to know him when we were out in Honolulu. He came and visited us out there. He always talks about how God can heal us and cure us and make us whole, right? That's what we want, to be healed and to be made whole. Listen to what, listen to what Father Conero says in his writing. I leave you, I leave you with this thought as, as a positive thing and something to think about for today. Not the same? Is the same not true in the spiritual realm? 
How can we who have found the remedy for sin in the person of Jesus Christ keep silent in the midst of a lost and dying world? While it is true that we are totally dependent on God, it is equally true that God has made himself totally dependent on us. He cannot get his word out to people except through us. So as our Lord says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And when we do this, my brothers and sisters in Christ, our faith will grow. We will become stronger. We will be made whole. We will know the joy of the kingdom of God while we are here on earth. And we will glorify God by proclaiming his message to a world that so needs to hear that good news. My love and prayers are always with you. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless us all and keep us in his care on this day and moment.